I'm a child of the mother. I was born in 1994. How do I start? Poetry prescribed, pen perfectly poised. It was supposed to be you. I've always been shit at man. Was he ever scared? In this poem. Everything I want is already mine. Word Spoken Podcast. Yes, yes, yes. You're listening to the Word Spoken Podcast, the poetry podcast, which brings you the best. This is a special episode. This is an episode entitled Take the Mic, where you, the listener, get to send in your poems and I'm going to play them out on the show, kind of like an open mic episode. So excited about this. This has been an absolute belter, guys. I'm not going to lie. I've been so impressed with what everyone has sent, what they've kind of come up with. It's been incredible. I've enjoyed it so much. Thank you very, very much to everyone that did send in their pieces. Um, It was super hard to choose from, but, you know, I had to whittle them down eventually. I had a great choice, so that's a good thing. And the finished result is epic. I'm so happy with it. I really love all of these poems that I'm about to play out. Um, So, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Now, look, I'm not going to beat around the bush with this one. Let's just jump straight on in. This is Take the Mic from Word Spoken Podcast. Okay, so first up on the mic, we have a guy who goes by the name of Dominic Falcao. He's got a piece for us called Open Mic, so I thought it would be very suiting to kind of kick things off with this one. His Instagram handle is Dominic, spelt normally, and then Falcao, F-A-L-C-A-O. Now his bio reads, whilst I have enjoyed writing for a while, this is the first spoken word poem I've ever written. It was put together as part of my New Year's resolution. The resolution was to perform at an open mic night, which, by the way, is really funny because that was exactly my one and that's how I got into this art form. Anyway, back to the bio. I have been writing much more this year thanks to having connected with a brilliant group of aspiring writers and formed a writing group. My most recent poem is four minutes long and focuses on the existential ramifications of choosing grout for your kitchen. I don't own a kitchen. Generally, when I'm writing, I wonder if this is what the format of spoken word poetry is for, or whether by writing about grout and cold testicles, I've taken an art form made for communicating the truths of the underrepresented and perverted it horribly. Equally, I don't know if this is what you had in mind when you asked for a buyer. (laughs) Now look, that's probably not what I had in mind, but that's why I picked it. So this is Dominic Falcao with Open Mike. Mike is like a man who's had both his hands chopped off. When he takes a poem from the top, you never know what he's going to drop. He recently told a crowd in bold spoken words aloud about his not-so-glamorous polyamorous affair with a multifarious newlywed pair, patiently reporting replete with salacious tips the details of his very open relationship. Mike sometimes goes around with his trousers dropped right down, says he feels no need to hide his knees, and when I ask him whether his balls will freeze, he explains that his testes function better when they're colder by three degrees. The other night, Mike confessed that he wished that he could grow a beard because he always feared his feelings being witnessed, that having a hairy shelter could deflect the ridicule from sharing what he felt or that because in fact he has no skin at all and because his ribcage hinges open like a well-oiled door, you can see directly in. Just say open sesame as he exhales. You've just got to see his guts. You can see the letters collecting in his lungs, the meaning convening in his spleen, the discarded thoughts half-wrought passing pale and writhing through his system, crushed and discoloured in his small intestine, and you can see those bird-like words fully formed, sentences like compact flocks flapping in his vocal cords, triggered by Mike's fight-or-flight response, the internal violence of being in front of an audience. Until at last they settle, nestle curled around the darkest branches of his identity, as he allows the world to see everything that he is in his gristle-ridden, visceral transparency. 
So there we go. That was Dominic Falcao with Open Mic. I think that line there, the the eternal violence of being in front of an audience um, just kind of really stood out for me there. Great writing, great performance. Thank you very much, Dominic. Okay, then. So next up onto the mic, we have a poet who goes by the name of Mariam Chowdhury. The Insta handle is at one girl dot one mission. So one in both of those cases spelled O-N-E, not the number. Um, and then check out this for a bio. Okay. Princess Diana award winner, human rights activist and poet from Tower Hamlets, East London. Most successfully known for performing for British Parliament, the United Nations and being invited to Prince Harry and Meghan's wedding. Jeez, what is going on? Miriam is writing to decolonize minds, advocate what for women's rights and promote South Asian empowerment through the power of prose. She hopes to change the world one word at a time. Well, look, this poem certainly does that. As you can hear, we've got some lovely music blended behind it. I'm in love with this piece. It's quite sad, but it's beautiful. It's entitled Suicide Note. Enjoy. I was only 15 the first time I picked up a pen to write my first suicide note. That night, blood spilled over the pages and wrote poetry instead. I watched the pain turn into seeds and I helped them grow. Roses enrooted into my veins, flourishing into poison. I hold secrets so deep that in darkness they call my name. Many mornings I have talked those demons away and many nights they have come to revisit. They have come to dance, carve in my arm, draw a picture, remind me that they are still here. I was only 18 when depression brought me to my knees. The doctors gave me meds, my parents told me to go pray. But I have asked God more times to end my life than I have ever thanked him for it. So I apologised to my friends who were suffering too Your girl was drowning and couldn't find a lifeline to offer you I was deactivating socials, aeroplane mode every night I can't remember the last time I was myself Sitting on the bathroom floor looking at somebody else And let's not even get started on relationships Cause no matter how many times you tell me I will never feel pretty, never enough Like how can someone like you fall in love with someone like me? When I was 21, I woke up in A&E In a room full of broken hearts asking me what I did to me Like, this is not a permanent solution to a temporary problem But guys, understand, this is a permanent solution to a lifelong problem You see, I was taught anger and taught to figure out love on my own So I built an entire life around hating me, despising me I can't stand me, I am grieving for the living, I am grieving for me. So that night I picked up a pen and I wrote. And I wrote because my life depended on it. And I wrote because my mind made sense of it. And I write now for me, for you, for my friend, who sat beside my hospital bed and said, I'd rather hear your suffering and pain than sit in your janazah and wait for the imam to call your name. I write because my girls gave me faith light and poetry I write for all those who helped me supported me and made me me I write so that when we are 24, 36, 80 we can look back and we can see that our life wasn't falling apart it was falling into place that we are creating our own journeys rewriting our own stories 
and I write So when your sky is bleak and dull I can fill it with flowers and everything you love And I can't sing but I can write you a song And I can hold your hand and we can dance along And when you feel alone I can build you a new home And the words that bring you down I can write you new ones Fill your post box with love letters until you fall in love with yourself So that when my daughter is 21 She will have a notebook filled to the brim Telling her how she is loved And when it falls apart I can stitch it right back up And I write for all those who see their mental health as a sign of weakness It's a sign of us fighting In pain, broken and hurt It's a sign of us fighting Screaming at the top of our lungs Unheard It's a sign of us fighting We ain't going anywhere It's a sign of us fighting Because we are no longer surviving We are living That is a incredible piece. Honestly, I'm so pleased we've been able to play that out on the show. Beautiful writing, blended so nicely with that music. Um, an incredible storytelling. So yeah, thank you, Mariam, so much for that. Okay, so pick yourself up, guys. We're moving on to the next one, um, if that's possible, <laughs> after that one. It is. So look, next up, we've got a poet who goes by the name of Chloe Oliver. And we've got a piece entitled English Rose of Harlem. Um, I'm going to quickly read out the bio for you. I'm an actor, singer and puppeteer by trade and have written a book of poetry called Project Truth. During lockdown, I've missed attending open mics and events in general. So putting together my book has been my saving grace. This poem is called English Rose of Harlem and I wrote it whilst on tour with a production. And when I read it, it reminds me of my adventurous day getting lost in New York with my notepad in hand. And look, the first time I listened to this, I thought she painted this picture absolutely perfectly. So let's jump on and hear it. This is English Rose of Harlem by Chloe Oliver. Skyscrapers towering overhead even though I'm four floors up. Yellow taxis dotted all around like a field of buttercups. The gargantuan flower that is this city its thorny stem of adventure opening petals of opportunity. Not even the sweet taste of strawberry on my teeth can mellow out the tyranny of the political grief imposed recently on these streets. The barking traffic, like a symphony of horns, the emphatic beat of the palm birthing only scorn for the driving neighbour, with the pregnant moment between foot and pedal about to go into labour. Here it comes, the moment to jerk forward towards an expected therapeutic outcome. Then, like a drum, something crashes in the distance. The thud of overloaded silence hangs in resistance. Citizens become defiant. We are present together. Breathe in the vexation, take a long testing drag of hesitation. With bulging eyes, watch the pulverizing grime fall from the buildings to the floor. Fossilizing us over time, the generation of I want more. Opportunity still chills in the air. It's sticking to my face and tangling my hair, and I think to myself, I'm not a good enough writer to warrant a life of empty pockets and sitting in bars. I'm not a strong enough fighter to swim against the current or turn flying sparks into stars. I'm the one unable with the cables, pleading the leads to light up the dark and electric start. In this momentary man-made mistake, this shadow 
From below, every single subway grate performs a scattered air glow. The moving trains remove the stains of what all these screens seem to control our brains with. Sunlight spent. Birds of freedom split into scents and pence. I decide to dance in the city, with hope someone or thing will notice me. You see, it's fine if you're rich and pretty, but when you're broke and ugly, it's a whole different story. There's no glory for the unlucky hands dealt, no listening ears for how we feel or how they felt. But I guess that's just life, even for the A-lister's wife. She gets lonely too, I'm sure. I can tell she's only admitting that to her soul, to her core, because who wants to look ungrateful when there's lots of food on the table, whole plates full, ready to add the pounds to her body, she'd rather it in her purse. What's worse is that she'd rather starve for her image. What an avant-garde way to pilgrimage her way to undeserved days. Her precious hours on earth. Who knows? Eyes closed. I then think of the limbless beggar's curse. What can they do apart from shake coins in their cups until they can afford a pair of shoes? I'm distracted, that's enough. I can smell drugs. My eyes wince from the bright lights of the nightclubs. I take a few paces and yet I feel a desolate love. The Moorish tourists, the jurists... The purists, the monks, the nosebleeders taking skunk, the dreamers, the believers, the genuine homeless, the beseeching deceivers, the lovers, the haters, the so-called gangsters, the skaters, the look-at-me women, the sex-thirsty men, the religiously forgiven, the hippies tie-dying zen, the artists, the far-out, the disastrous, the lagerlouts, the baseball fans, the business suits with diaries and plans, the little ones grasping to mum's hand, a lot like me just trying to understand. My two feet planted next to the river. Many flowing waves begrudgingly glimmer. Some splash, the same way, like a game being played fairly, well, barely, every time it gambles with my reflection. And although I cannot clearly see my face, I can see many a tale. The story of my destiny becomes like a holy grail. All I ever tell myself is that I have failed. But I digress as the voice that names me Princess will rewrite my fairy tale. So please, kings and queens, do beg my pardon, as I bow to you as the English Rose of Harlem. What a fantastic piece that I really, really like that one by Chloe Oliver. That was English Rose of Harlem. Okay, moving on to our next poet, we have a poet who goes by the name of Lindsay Price. Now, she did send me a very long bio and the um, spec was a short bio, but fear not, I've trimmed it down. So consider that a um, tut tut there, Lindsay. Anyway, this uh, her bio reads, Lindsay Price is a Liverpool-based spoken word artist with an interest in how art can be used as a tool to ignite social change. She writes mainly about friendship, femininity, sisterhood, sexuality, fake news and 90s movies. Brutally honest and almost aggressively vulnerable at times, Lindsay's work often takes on a philosophical nature, nearly always underpinned with an ounce of hope. She's inspired by the things that make us human and spend her days attempting to name the feelings that often leave us speechless. Uh, and the Instagram handle is Lindsay Writes Poems. That's Lindsay spelt L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y Writes Poems. This poem is entitled Lost Things and it's actually taken from a live performance. Again, we have some music again. Consider this a second tut-tut because it's not a recording kind of straight in, straight into a mic. This is a video from a live event, but 
luckily for Lindsay, I absolutely loved it. So I um, ignored the kind of uh, less good sound quality. It's an incredible piece. This is entitled Lost Things by Lindsay Price. Have you ever loved someone so much you let them leave? Let them sidestep out of your life ever so seamlessly? I wish I could quote Emily Dickinson and say I wish you were kind to see, but like leather and teeth, some things in this world just aren't meant to be that sweet. Ultimately, we're both worthy of being loved properly, but I'll tell you this. You could have had all of my poetry. For now, I'll remember you howling with wine in your blood and a full moon in your heartbeat. In many ways, I feel like you saw the woman I could be, but we're on different pages, books, bookcases, even different libraries. I'm a mile up in the sky and you're a thousand kisses deep. And to be honest, we're just superheroes with a lot of anxiety, so it's time to move on. Take advice from the animal kingdom and snap the necks of the young who won't make it. Because our situation is certainly not a time for us to be squeamish. So today I took a breath. Today I divorced my ghosts. Today I performed an exorcism on the very depths of my soul. But because of you, I'm learning to leave myself love notes. Because of you, I no longer see my body as a hand grenade. Despite the fire that's in your eyes, you taught me to feel safe. To move forward, I'd say to get your hands dirty with life and consume more of the things that fill you. But to close up wounds that cut this deep, well, that's not something you can rush through. My mother tells me that I need to know this world is tough. Now I look both ways when I cross the road because this was dangerous enough. And does anyone know the exact difference in which two magnets can no longer feel an attraction? Because I've tried trains and hotel rooms and I can still feel you. I've tried not talking on the telephone and I can still hear you. I know when you've had a bad day because the sky looks dark and thundery and I know when you've had a good day because the trees, they genuinely smile at me. I'm not entirely sure how you're controlling the weather around me but I don't question it because I know this life is full of mystery. I've tried salt baths and sage but my bones won't stop repeating your name. Teaching my body to forget about you is a full-time job these days. Tell me this. Does your car sometimes circle my house the way my thoughts trace the outline of your name? Does your finger hover over the bell the way mine hovers over deleting your name from my phone book? When you give in and drive back home, tell me, darling, do you feel lonesome? Last night I went to bed with artificial feelings. Woke up with a Coca-Cola heart, but despite me lying to myself, the truth is that I love you. And I'm sorry if it seemed like I forgot. For now, I want to say goodbye in the sweetest way because I can be good at staying gone. So I wish you a lifetime of butterflies. I'll forever have a sunshine heart. To quote A.A. Milne, how lucky I am to have something that makes saying goodbye so hard. So there we have it. That was Lost Things by Lindsay Price. Um, beautiful piece. She says, like leather and teeth, some things in this world just aren't meant to be that sweet. There was something, there was something about that line that just kind of gripped me right from the get-go. Um, beautiful performance. Thank you very much, Lindsay. Moving on, next up on the mic, we have a poet who goes by the name of Louise Hale. 
And we have a piece which is entitled Mummisms. Um, so let me quickly read out the bio. I'm a Cockney Londoner with creative bones, born and raised in Bow. I'm a jack of all, really. I was a journalist for 12 years and I'm currently working as a primary school teacher and a play therapist. And I'm currently embarking on spoken word poetry. I started writing when I was 13 to a diary called Jude. Haha. <laughs> Mamasms is a dedication to all the weird and wonderful wisdoms my Cockney mother bestowed on me. This year marked the 10-year anniversary of her death. Um, the Instagram handle is curlywordy, that's C-U-R-L-Y-W-O-R-D-Y. I really love this poem. I think it's a really, really great piece. There's a lot of truth, there's a lot of honesty, there's a lot of wisdom, um, and it's very, very Cockney. So I love it. Thank you to Louise Hale for sending this in. This is Mumisms. You often told me to never judge a book by its cover. You might not know the half of it and the story inside distinguishes the fighter from the lover. You were quick to remind me to judge people by their acts of kindness so I could relinquish all rights to those with a selfish kind of blindness. You were adamant for me to always be myself, even if it meant being left on the shelf by men who are more selfish than women, you'd say, and those with hearts on sleeves usually pay. Men don't suffer from piles, you'd joke, because when God created man, he created the perfect arsehole. So see past the stars in your eyes, check their bankroll, avoid the ones who want to control, and find someone who's your equal, they'll cherish you and make you whole. Oh, and make sure they don't mind putting on a pair of marigolds. Don't go giving your cake away to any Tom, Dick or Harry, and don't think a girl's role in life is only to have kids and marry. Be a woman who endlessly strives for her goals, and don't be coerced into quenching that unquenchable thirst. Immerse yourself amongst the diverse verse of the many, not the few. Often those with indignant eyes are less likely to screw you over. In life, it's hard being poor, but money doesn't breed happiness. It gives you choice. And often those without it have to shout with a louder voice. So mean what you say and don't be mean when you say it. Be the maker of your own merit. And when you're down on your luck and low on bread, keep your head and remember money doesn't guarantee life's riches. There'll be hitches and bitches and glitches and snitches and you may need many a stitches. But switch it and let it be a marker of what never to be. Often pain helps us read and truly see. And make sure you run with that resourceful code and you use what that East End jungle bestowed. I'll be rooting for you with all that we sowed. So when you hit that ceiling made of glass, remember you can't buy drive and you can't buy class. If people make assumptions, they're the arse. When you think you've got it hard, know that people have it harder. But if you knuckle down, worship that library card and do your best, they won't only judge you by the size of your breasts. You'll be able to fly from this struggling nest, my girl, knowing you're more than enough and you'll break free from the piss-poor handcuffs. Maggie may have given us our right to buy and blare your right to an education, but be your own blurred class creation and defy anyone who tells you you can't because you really, really can. Yes, you can. A fantastic piece there. Really, really loved it from Louise Hale entitled Mummisms. I think that line where she says, mean what you say and don't be mean when you say it is um, brilliant. So thank you very much, Louise. Okay, jumping on ahead straight on to our next one. We have a poet who goes by the name of Ash Blackwood. Um, so let's quickly read out her bio. My name is Ash Blackwood and I'm a 2020 acting graduate from Croydon, South London. I've been writing spoken word pieces and poems since 2018. 
I occasionally write songs and sing as well, and I play the piano and ukulele. Hey, the piece that I've submitted is is called Light. This piece is the last of a three-part spoken word series I wrote called Four Walls, with a message of hope during these difficult times. My Instagram handle is ash.blackwood, so that's A-S-H-H dot Blackwood. And this piece is entitled Light, and I absolutely love it. We have another tune, um, another poem, sorry, with some music behind it. And I'm I'm, I'm just loving these guys. So thank you. I might as well say this now. Thank you to everyone for sending these in. I enjoy this so much. This is Ash Blackwood with Light. No one ever tells us that healing isn't linear. One day you'll wake up and you feel a bit more run down and shit than the day before and you may beat yourself up about it, sure, but what for? Our individual journeys will inevitably get murky. How we used to deal with things eventually stop working. The darkness may be lurking, doesn't mean it will succeed. Give yourself a chance, give yourself what you need. Know that you're enough plant the seed. Don't ever think for a second you have to plead. I should mention, the right ones will be there by your side. You won't need to have to beg them for attention. We all need to protect ourselves sometimes, but it's not worth building a barrier so high, blocking out all the light. Trust me, you'll lose sight, not go blind. It's just really hard to see in the dark. I've tried, so open up. See what it's like. Who knows what you'll find? You could put pen to paper and discover you're great with words and rhymes. Maybe, if you're lucky, you will discover things you actually really love about you. So carry that with you. On the days you feel blue, on the days where there's adversity, on the days in utter calamity, on the days where your mind lies to you and your body, on the days where you spiral and you put yourself on trial. If a friend spoke to you like this, you'd think they were vile. Even if you have to crawl through the day on hands and knees to get that last mile, I promise you, it will be worthwhile. You'd be surprised how many people are crawling with you, how loved you actually are. And that's a beautiful reason to smile. Go ahead and shine, shine real bright. You are the light. Go ahead and shine, shine real bright. You are the light. Go ahead and shine, shine real bright. You are the light, you are the light. Within the bounds of these four walls, I can be me. Something so simple about fake smiles, no excessive unwanted energy. The outdoor speaks to me more kindly than the droning inside. I don't want to be confined within my mind. They remind me I don't have to hide. Stop asking for permission to do one step. Come one day, like the trees, whatever flowers to keep my soul alive. The grass. I'll just start being. Yes, so that was Ash Blackwood with a piece entitled Light. Look, I am blown away by the talent that I received in my inbox when kind of I put the flyer out for people sending their stuff. It's been incredible. Um, And some lovely singing there from Ash. So thank you very much, Ash Blackwood. Next up, we have Jules. Um, Jules' Instagram hand is Jules, J-U-L-S, 
official music. Um, and let's quickly read out her bio. Hailing from a small rural town in southeast London, rapper, singer, songwriter, and spoken word artist Jules depicts her stories and experiences through lyrical rhymes and experimental melodies. From a very young age, music has been her destiny. Proud of her Chinese ethnicity, Jules is ready to shake up the world of hip hop with her unique tone and style. Her number one aim is to spread hope to others through her music. Her debut EP, Take Care of Yourself, is available across major streaming services right now. So go and check that out. Um, I thought this piece was absolutely wicked. So that's pretty much why I put it in. Um, So the piece itself is entitled Yellow Fever. Enjoy. I really don't get it. First it's fetish, then it's hatred. I don't know what makes me more mad, the lust or disgust, because at the end of the day, it's all just racist and how people are easily manipulated by their own consumption of tabloid bullshit. It's cheap and tacky, their behaviours. Funny they don't focus on finding the cure because they will end up screaming, save us. They will prefer to put the blame on anyone but themselves. The ratio of people missing and murders is ridiculous as exposing both genders not taking normal procedures for their own health. Just wash your damn hands, man, for 21 seconds. And if you have trouble doing that, just wrap Lisa's Mafia's verse from 21 seconds. While I wash my hands of these stereotypes, uneducated idiots shouldn't believe this hype. That us women are usually submissive, real tight and delicious. But if you dare touch me, I will really get defensive. And you assume our men are Jackie Chans, but they should bow their heads down. And that they should always obey, not question your xenophobic ways. Whether it's a slap on the back or a kick to the face, we live in a place of diversity but ultimately suffer as a human race. The way we are targeted, marketed, no surgical material can mask it. They don't want to sit next to me on the bus. They want to pretend not to acknowledge us. And the real sad thing is, our family and friends are losing work. I've never seen Chinatown so quiet. Legendary town, that's why it really hurts. The truth about Chinese whispers. The truth about coronavirus figures. Will you follow the media bias? Or will you join me in artistic silence? A fantastic piece there entitled Yellow Fever. Um, Thank you very much for sending that in. I thought it was really, really brilliant. So love that one. Next up, we have a poet who goes by the name of Eleanor Maslin. Um, Her bio reads, My name is Eleanor Maslin. I'm a 22-year-old and come from the town of Kingsland, Norfolk, growing up surrounded by the beautiful Norfolk coastlines. I've recently finished my degree in English and creative writing and I'm now eagerly delving into my next adventures. I'm passionate about a multitude of writing, ranging from informative journalism to performance poetry and writing in a multitude of creative genres. I would love to be an author someday, but for now I'm enjoying discovering different forms. Now the piece we hear from Eleanor is entitled Strawberry Tart. Um, And she did actually kind of say in her email that um, I like to leave it up to the listener as to what it's really about. But let's just say it's a dive into a journey of my romantic endeavours. Okay, so uh, the the poem is Strawberry Tart. The Instagram handle is Fangy Elf, uh, which is quite a good one. F-A-N-G-Y dot Elf. Sorry, Fangy dot Elf. Um, And this piece is entitled Strawberry Tart. Now, honestly... For some reason, I'm hearing like a female Mike Skinner in this from the band The Streets. Um, tell me if I'm wrong, but I love it. This is Strawberry Tart by Enelore Maslin. 
Hi, attention please. Naive girl, that's what she was, scribbling in her diary. A poet, she thought she was a poet. In theory, she just dwelled in being tragic. Tragic, isn't it, how boys don't act like men? I did love him, she says, like a plant loves the soil. But what if the foundation didn't love her back? Water is the essence of our existence. Trust is the vitality of a relationship. What's up? Why are you with him? Why do you cry behind doors? I'm trying to love him before I'm stuck on all fours. Aim to her just at the right time. You know the right time, like the right time for a snake to grab its prey. Two years of spirals, you know. She pulled a heart through her chest and presented it like dinner to a guest. It was never enough. Never enough! to her just at the right time you know the right time like the right time for a snake to grab its prey hey what's your name what do you want i've heard things about you i know what you want you're a strawberry tart yeah but i have a heart right no oh it's happening right now not sure i want this i have a heart you know do you have a job do you have a family what's your name never mind Meet me at Gino's, we can cancel out all the shit. Wouldn't you like to cancel out all the shit that defined us for so long? I'll tempt fate into changing our course with every sip of Pepsi sauce. Lasagna, yeah, I always get lasagna. You're laughing now, laughing at the mince on the corner of my mouth. Fuck. Is this it? My mouth fetched into continuous speech, motorboat in my throat. Do you really want me? No, do you really want me? You actually want me? Is this it? Well, I can't argue with that. It came to her just at the right time, you know, the right time, like the right time for a snake to grab his prey. Two years of spirals, you know. She pulled her heart through her chest and presented it like dinner to a guest. It was enough now. It came to her just at the right time, you know, the right time, like the right time for a snake to grab his prey. You're my strawberry tart, he said. I know your name. I know what you want. I know what jobs you've had. I've sat with your family, and your name is Strawberry Tart. So there we go. That was Enelor Maslin with Strawberry Tart. And yeah, honestly, I just got a sense of a bit of Mike Skinner in that. Um, I thought it captivated me really, really well, that piece, that kind of snake to grab its prey line just i found really catchy so yeah thank you very much Eleanor, for sending that in now look we're heading out to the final two um and just to kind of prove that the variety you're going to get on this episode is intense um next up we have a poet who goes by the name of the revolt poet now check out this for a bio According to the dictionary definition to revolt is one to rebel or two to disgust this Northampton punk poet's mantra is to do both. The revolt poet, revolt by name, revolt by nature, a personification of the phrase perfidious Albion. God knows how to say that. He brings hard-hitting poems and straight at highlighting the very heart of humanity's hypocrisy and the inherent injustices. Famously, Plato wanted poets banned from the Republic. This poet aims to show you why. Quite unsurprisingly, his Instagram handle is revoltpoet. Very, very simple. This piece is entitled Burn the Flag. If you've kind of been following the news, I guess you know what it's about. Um, yeah, it's political, it's punky, it's feisty. I just really liked it. So this is Burn the Flag by the Revolt Poet. Burn the Flag. The British state is a failed endeavour that knows its racist practices would fail to weather the storm of popular opinion. Why start a debate you will lose? Shh. 
Use silence to win them. That killing was an act of war. He killed him for the reason we kill them for. And the ill-fitting nature of that definition's our fault for sure. Using terror as a means to justify a phony war fought for the world's resource. Control of oil, of course. Today's the day a young adult lies stateless. And the excusing of it, frankly, I find it shameless. And that isn't the same as saying in this she's blameless. But I hate the government too. When am I dangerous? And what of the man who made that decision? False flag immigrant. Parents of Pakistan personifies white Britain. A melanin experiment to rival the Yanks' change vision. Don't they know that race in high place was never the mission? And hark! Our own orange messiah. A new trading system. Hmm. For empire has a legacy like nothing else. Like when calling a hero a villain could make you one yourself. Like criticising 350 million that could be spent on health being used to fix a single roof instead. Is that Commonwealth? So I know they'll call it hate when I call out burn the flag, but the myth of greatness, I won't give them it back. So let the flames engulf and kill the power mad as they did in Cameron's Britain, as in Saddam's Baghdad. Whoa, I don't know about you, but I felt like punching authority after listening to that piece. Um, look, that was wicked. Combining the kind of punk attitude, the grit with uh, something as quaint as poetry is kind of really wicked. So thank you very much, Revolt Poet. That was Burn the Flag. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are on the final Poet of this Take the Mic episode. Look, just before we jump into this final one, I just want to say again, thank you to everyone that did apply. Um, I had so many to go through. Honestly, I had more than 120 entries and I had to whittle them down to just 10. So look, uh, congrats to those of you that have made it through and had your pieces um, played out. To those that um, didn't, look, Poetry is subjective, right? I I just had to kind of pick 10. These were 10 which jumped out at me. It by no means mean that your piece wasn't worthy. Keep on writing, keep on performing wherever you can. Um, And yeah, don't let any kind of negativity on this, you know, not, not make it onto this, dishearten you in any way. Okay, now that's done. This is the final poet. Last but not least, he goes by the name of Rohan Samuel. Um, now look, what I thought I'd do with this one is this brings the episode round full circle. The very first piece we had from Dominic um, was the first spoken word piece he had ever written. And this poet is also someone that is new to the scene. So that's just incredible to see how much talent these guys have, given how little time they've been doing it. So let's read out Rohan's um, bio. It reads, I'm new to the scene, a a creative in the field of painting, sculpture and photography. I found my voice and want to allow my truths to be told. I speak up about injustice, positive affirmations and trying to help the youth because they are our future. I want to inspire others to be able to speak their truth because without a voice, how can we incite change? My poem, Who Wants Some Bread, looks at road life and how skills acquired on the road can be transferred into a legitimate business. Okay, so Instagram handle is poet underscore RS. This is Rohan Samuel with an incredible piece entitled Who Wants Some Bread? I'm going to take you on a culinary tale 
where bread can be seen as bread. But in this bakery, we don't weigh ingredients. We only have economies to scale. That street corner hustler, chef inherited rustler, cooking dough potentially could inspire a different type of customer. It was surely hard though to only be seen in one perspective. There's no retrospective. I had to reevaluate my options because like a personality disorder, I was split. Only seen in slices. They can't imagine my life in different colours, so they're quick to see the picture portrayed in brown or white. Rather see me straight jacketed in plastic. There's no room to breathe, so if I go green, I'm immediately discarded amongst the social classes. A waste man for the waste bin. I've been stamped and dated, and the only way to prolong this business is to freeze my assets, bag them up, and ready the production when it's just in time. Bun that. The streets are nothing but hot stone ovens. We ready to bake? Are you ready to eat? I've learnt my trade. I've messed up the ingredients time and time again. My scales are so weighed down to the point that all I know is pounds is my unit of measure. Mentally, I will never let the foe catch up with me. I've been made to feel redundancy by my inner self. The cause was external. My mind bageled at the thought of, all right, wait, I'm not going to sit here and pitter myself. I'm no longer seeing myself as mundane plain. I am the self-raising agent. Bye-bye, carbonate of soda. I bait past the fact that you still see the street boy. Those preheated stairs won't have me turning 180 degrees. I'm not going back to that sour dough. I want that sweet bun. Positively extract the negative till my carbolic has me fist pumping hydraulic. <laughs> I'm gluten free, hun. You would have said I was a street corner hustler. I would have said I was a street corner entrepreneur. Same taste, but the feeling's different. So let that pretzel twist in your mind for a moment. And I realize I'm a late bloomer. I mean, I always needed dough, but never understood the legalities of making bread. Do you know how many times I've stood in the kitchen looking at these utensils ready to fry my dumpling? Mind drained of flavour like rye bread. Subconscious thinking never transitioned into conscious planning. The mixing bowl never held the dream properly. It was a colander. So the business strategy was holy. Like collection plates passed around to shallow pockets. Those offered ingredients was only suitable for flatbread. But funny enough, none of my people thought I could even make bread. So I upped the heat. I may look charred on the outside. The inside is wholesome. I developed my life like a business. So my belly and my bread were always rolled. So when the man them scream, chee, batter, life's game is all I'm thinking. Baking bread after bread after bread after bread after bread is life's ambition. No need to have the biscuit on the side. We chefing bread like a main course meal. So the bread business has expanded my mind to the reaches of entrepreneurship. Serving my life on a baking tray. I'm non-stick. No grease needed. The fallbacks and pitfalls of my empire won't have my emotions seeded. It takes time and patience to butter one's bread. It will come. Dust my shoulders off I might have to Alan sugar the top for effect But like I said My day will come I'm bulky enough to develop a strong work rate A strong backing that came in a force like croutons Like me they have been refried and redeveloped They are my day one partners From the time we pump a nickel into the business Now we can make a toast to success And how successful it is To know that life's plan and business plans can intertwine West London born South London bred I've never let the streets nor society bred me into the casing of their nonsense. I'm not a product of my environment. My product, like my personality, is served warm and wholesome. I won't leave an unthinkable trace behind your taste. We don't make garlic bread. I simply took the street inspiration and made it legitimate because the streets is nothing but a fictitious fairy tale that has you believing in bread being the concept that can only be made in wicked circumstances. I took your motions of making bread and I turned it into making bread. Hence why my bakery has only the freshest and purest of ingredients. We don't cut corners. This corner boy strengthened to become a cornerstone and expanded past your corners. That street life is a business. It's also a pyramid scheme, making you believe in a dream of a dream of a dream. My bakery is my business that helped me stay out of your business so when i mind my business just know my service always comes with a smile let's break bread and eat who wants some bread by rohan samuel Ta-da!
Let's break bread and eat. What a phenomenal end to an episode which I have enjoyed so much. This has been Take the Mic. Just a reminder of who we've had on and who the winners were. We've had Dominic Falcao, Marum Chowdhury, Chloe Oliver, Lindsay Price, Louise Hale, Ash Blackwood, Jules, Eleanor Maslin, The Revolt Poet, and finally, Rohan Samuel. Look, I've enjoyed this so much. I hope you guys have as well. Incredible effort. Um, look, even if you weren't successful this time, I'm going to be doing this again. So be sure to send in your pieces. The next time that this comes around, keep your eyes peeled on on Instagram to see when that will be. But I promise you it will be shortly because I've been blown away by this talent. Make sure you keep on writing. Go to all the performances you can. I've been Henry. Check out the other episodes. Bloody blah. Bye.